Hey folks, I'm from Velo Performance. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're new, welcome. Good to have you here. A couple of weeks back, I got asked quite a few questions about the differences of training master cyclists compared to our younger counterparts. And I started to put a video together for the YouTube channel and realized it's a massive question to answer to try and give all the different nuances. And I started filming that video and decided that actually I have to chop that maybe into two or three. And then it dawned on me today out on the bike that with a podcast, I can do this as well. So you can either watch it or you can listen to it. So what I'm going to do over the next three or four podcasts is talk about specifically training the master cyclist and what I believe through practice and training myself is the important thing to focus on and what differs between us as master cyclists and our younger counterparts. So how I'm gonna work this is talk about the foundation of your strength, power and fitness to start off with. And then we're gonna talk about different aspects of what you need to work on on your physiology because there are some parts of your physiology that changes rapidly as you get older. And the good news is if you train specifically, you can fight back at it. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk about strength training and why I think we need to think differently when we approach it, especially as we hit our 50s and 60s. In the next podcast, I'll talk about aerobic training and the differences between our focus between master cyclists who've been cycling since conception and new cyclists coming into the sport as a master cyclist and why I believe they need to train and think about it slightly differently. In the third podcast of the series, I'll talk about intensity and how to grow that over time. So you're making sure that you're working on your power, your speed and your ability to ride faster over longer distances. And in the last podcast of the series, I'm going to talk about nutrition and why we need to think about it differently as master cyclists. And no, it's not all about just eating massive amounts of protein. Righty, let's get into the subject of strength training for master cyclists. This is a subject I am super passionate about, not just for being able to ride your bikes hard and fast and maintain really strong average paces, but for improving our body composition, looking leaner in our ride kit and the long-term benefits to our health as we get older. So without further ado, let's jump on this Zoom call and speak to Chris. The reason why I'm getting you on is because I'm talking about strength training for master cyclists, not only just from a perspective of improving their performance on the bike, and the ability to ride up hills faster, which is basically what I'm all about at Velo, but also about their long-term overall health and their ability to move through space as a human being as they get older. So one of the things I wanted to ask you directly straight off, it's like, look, you know, I talk about as we get older, our muscle function and quality starts to degrade. And the interesting about working with masters athletes is if you train it, then you can really mitigate that decline quite, you know, quite a lot. So as a strength and conditioning expert and someone who's really understands this field, what should people focus on? I always talk about strength work being in the gym. And what I see is a lot of people, 
Whereas they hit 50, 55, 60, started doing a bit more flow state, body weight, yoga stroke Pilates. If we unpick that and go backwards and talk about strength training first and why that's important, help people understand uh, that why hitting the gym and how to scale it up from lifting lighter to heavier and why they should is important. And then we can go into the yoga stuff in a bit. Yeah, abs- absolutely, Simon. I, th- I think... I think I think firstly, as you as you as you mentioned, the the, the key is that strength training needs to be uh, you know a real a real pillar of our training, and this is this has to be, you know, a year a year long thing. I think in cycling, both in in younger cycling and in master cycling, there's still this this attitude towards strength training as being a a, a winter a winter thing. We strength train in winter, we get to our, we get to the season, and, and and we stop strength training. And even more so as masters cyclists, we need to make sure that strength training is something that is part of our schedule year long. Now, <clears throat> as you said age-related muscle sarcopenia is something that happens as we get older we lose lean muscle tissue now we 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 want to do everything we can to mitigate that and we want to make sure that we maintain as much lean muscle tissue as as we can for performance benefits on the bike for our ability to perform functions in everyday life but also just to make us really robust and strong so we can do the thing that we love doing we can spend all of our time on our bike and it's going to help reduce those those risks of, of, of overuse injuries <clears throat> now strength training strength strength training is a skill and depending on our on our training age we can get an increase in strength through right at the start just doing bodyweight exercises because we're getting an increase in neural drive we're learning how to move and that will if we if our strength training age is very low that is enough for us to start getting developments but there is a point where that stops and we need to add load and this is something that yes you can do at home with 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 dumbbells with kettlebells but you know ultimately the best place to be doing it is 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 in the gym we're trying to build it on a on a foundation of good movement and and that's where that skill of the skill of strength is important but also we can we can do we can do exercises that require less skill that give us the same outcomes mm-hmm. so now you know do we need to front squat do we need to back squat no they aren't they aren't these sort of uh exercises that everyone needs to do yes they are very functional and useful in later later in life but we can also sit on a leg press and get the same get the same outcome and i've seen you 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 you, you know you've mentioned this in some of your posts mm-hmm. you know and also we're, we're trying to complement our, our cycling so we we don't want to be aching for the next four days and if it's a, a more complex exercise like a squat then sometimes maybe that's not the option for people but what so, is, is key is lifting enough to stimulate the adaptations that we need and that has to be done with load yeah okay and look, look, let's dig into that a little bit so you've sort of talked about getting started so anybody who's not really familiar with going to the gym they can work on body weight so it's a bit like a tier system so you could when you first get started, work on body weight, then do things like TRX and kettlebells at home. And then once you, so you're getting that point of diminishing returns on each level. Absolutely. And at some point you need to move the needle up a little bit. Absolutely. Um, and then when you get into the gym, 
that's when you can start maybe working on a bit more skill acquisition alongside absolute strength. Yeah. And the so way absolute strength we can keep fairly we can keep fairly simple, right? We can we can we can look at when we go to the gym, we can have our our key exercise that is our strength exercise for that session, whether it's a unilateral or a bilateral lift. So I know both you and me, one of our one of our go-to exercises is a, is a trap bar deadlift. So that is that is our exercise that I will look at being my my key strength exercise. So I'm looking in that three to five rep range. We're looking at enough load. So those last two exercises are pretty tough. We've maybe got one or two reps in reserve, but we're stimulating. We're, you know, we're trying to really stimulate the body to get those adaptations that we're looking for, both from a muscular level, from but also from a skeletal level. Yeah, we're looking at in, that increase in bone mineral density. And then again, it has to happen through having increased load going through the body. <clears throat> but, you know, we, we, we chatted very briefly before before we came on on, on the podcast on, on the podcast today is that there's there's other skills that we need to keep. We keep, need to keep as we get older. Right. Mm. We need to jump. We need to hop. When the, these things that we sort of, we do, we do we do as children as we get older we we that we just stop doing them those sort of athletic qualities that we we we, we want to maintain and they do have a positive impact carrying over onto onto the, onto the bike but much more so you know if we're looking at life and longevity you know that ability as we get older and we and we maybe we're walking along and we slip and we have to go onto one leg and decelerate and control our body weight. You know, these are skills that are really important, and I believe that should be included in a in a balanced training program, especially for masters athletes, so we can keep doing what we love, but stay healthy and stay strong. Yeah. So actually, that's that's a cool point to put in. Now, lots of different angles to look at, and obviously at Velo, what we're trying to do is improve people's ability to ride bikes hard and fast as they get older. So we're basically looking at how their physiology can detrain over time and putting the right training in place to make sure that doesn't happen for whatever they're trying to do and achieve. But we're also thinking about long-term longevity. So I want anybody that's working with us or a part of Velo to, if they ever leave, go away and go, I've got all the skill and understanding to be able to do this for the rest of my life and also hit 90 and be strong and not just be able to get out of a chair, which I think is the most ridiculous thought process. And it is like, I want to have the ability to be able to get out of a chair. I would say, no, you want to think better than that. You want to be able to get 90 and lift heavy stuff over your head. Yes. Because yes. if your only ability to get out of it or, or you can only get out of a chair at 90, how what's the quality of your life there? Yes. I mean, it's, 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 and, and we are humans are amazing, right? We are capable of we are capable of so much as we get older. But, you know. That the, the the cliche if you don't if you don't use it you lose it is is very true as we get older so yeah stay strong stay lifting don't think that deadlifting is deadlifting and squatting and step ups are something for the under forties you know just we we keep doing it we keep get we keep saying strong and the, the impact that that has on the quality of our lives is is is, is huge. Yeah. So I think here's the cool thing. So I think it's the the quality of as the way that we move and uh, look and feel. But actually, the more lean mass mass you have, you look leaner anyway. You look youth more youthful. Um, and one thing I've noticed as people get older is they have that sort of almost 
shift change in their mindset where we need to be a little bit more sort of, uh, you know, uh, slowing down and doing less. And I know a lot of people look at what I do and go, well, that's quite radical what you're doing. You're going to the gym and lifting, you know, double your body weight. And, you know, shouldn't you be slowing down a little bit? Well, that's not the way they look at it. Whereas a lot of people who are my age and getting in towards 60 suddenly back off from going to the gym and start doing a bit more yoga and Pilates. And now we've talked about this before and we're not hating on it. But what we say is it should be part and parcel alongside a really well thought out, tough strength training plan that is delivered to make sure that you are driving the adaption of being very strong next to body weight and movement pattern. And the two can exist together, but taking one out, so the hard strength training and the tough strength training, in my mind, is not not good idea. No, it's, not, no it's it, absolutely. And, 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 and again, yoga and Pilates have their place. And, and, and as part of a balanced training program, I think they can be hugely beneficial. But strength training has to be the cornerstone of that, you know, mm -hmm. Strength training will underpin everything. You know, it's all very well having, you know, amazing mobility, but unless you've got strength strength in those end ranges of movement, it's not that it's not that useful for us, right? We need to be strong, and and, and we can look. You know, I like to look at strength training as, as almost as a form of mobility training as well, right? So, we're if you're doing a squat and you're going into a to a to a deep squat or a deep lunge position, we're working full range of movement through those joints, but we're doing it with loads. So, we're teaching the body to tolerate loads at different different joint angles, which is you know again very very important as we get older. Out of interest, so help me clear something up here. I know what I understand, but by lifting heavier that allows us to recruit more muscle motor units compared to lifting lighter yes correct yes it, it does and and the other the other thing is is intent and i think that is something that 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 um is is key and i try to get across to all to all of my clients is that when when we lift we, whatever the load we are trying to lift that, that that weight quickly. Even if it's a load that we can't lift quickly, the intent is there and that's going to elicit that sort of increase in, in motor unit recruitment and fiber recruitment. So okay. but also we want to we want to we want to we want to sort of work on this spectrum of this strength curve, right? So we want to do we want to be lifting some stuff. We're working sort of 85, 90% of our of our one rep maxes, but we also want to be doing some some sort of 20 to 30 percent quicker, some some jumps, some bounds, some hops, you know, the, and, and as we as we said before, they they are really key in not only uh, maintaining our athleticism, but also our rate of force production. So we have strength, but it's how quickly we can apply that strength, which yeah. uh, which on a bike is really important, right? You know, just just being strong is, is important, but you know, when it comes to pushing up a climb, pushing in a sprint, we want to be able to um, access that strength really quickly. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really good point. Just to clear something up here, um, you were saying you want people to move fast with the weight. That's not straight off, though. They need to build up to that. Again, as we, as we said before, strength training is a skill, 
and and you know I, I like the phrase tempo teaches movement so often when i am getting clients to to squat and and teach movement pats to start to, i i slow those tempos right down we'll work like yeah. a four second negative and so we're really learning and thinking about that movement and where we are in space and how we're doing it then when we've got this foundation of of good quality movement we can then start you know adding the load adding the intent adding the the density of the workouts yeah so it's like a it as you say it's sort of like the learning curve and it's also like that building phase where you sort of build that uh, awesome foundation and grow from there from your acquisition of skill and also your acquisition of strength and power then you can build from it and start creating that sort of extra addition of that layer of being able to move faster and and be even stronger more powerful more reactive yeah absolutely absolutely and and these and these are these are these are skills that we need to just keep keep going with yeah. there, isn't, there isn't there isn't a point there isn't this 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 sort of cut off age where it's like right i'm 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 55 therefore i don't need to do this anymore and yeah like, so i would argue you i would argue and uh, uh, you know i may be a bit biased in my well in fact probably i'm massively biased in my opinion but in my thought process is the reason why people get weaker and slower is because they simply aren't doing what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look at, if, if you, if you look at the data on why people fall and as they get older and, and, and it's, it's because they, they're weaker. They've mm -hmm. got weaker. And the reason they've got weaker is because they've stopped doing stuff. Yeah. Stopped. Yeah. You know, out of interest, ask answer me this question. We'll wrap it up here because I think it's a good one. What's the oldest person that you strength train, and what kind of strength training are they doing that you step back and go, "That's amazing." Oldest person. Uh, so I've got a guy who is uh, sixty three. He still plays age group uh, hockey. He deadlifts. 90 kilos for five reps and he, but he's athletic right he sprints he he bounds we 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 do lateral jumps we do box jumps and you know he is as fit as a lot of people who are trained over 20 25 years younger yeah and and, it, and it's inspiring to see and it makes me it makes me want to keep going and it makes me want to keep training yeah, I love that. I just love that. Uh, and look, I've got a guy that I coach who's 65 uh, and rides bikes. And sometimes he messages me going, I think you're trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, the, exact, I'm the exact opposite, in fact. <laughs> yeah. And he always, I mean, he's, he says it jokingly, but he's like, look, that gym session is tough. I'm just like, yeah, but, you know, you know the people when they ask you your age go how old are you and he's at one well, 65 and they're like holy cow you know they're yes, watching exactly. what he's doing and they're like how are you doing that and it's like i've just been consistently challenged in my training and 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 i love it you know and and, and consistency is is king right it's the cardinal yeah. the cardinal rule of training and if we keep staying if we keep weight training and we keep staying athletic and we keep pushing ourselves on a bike we can just keep going and that and that, yeah. and that and that's all that's wonderful right it's wonderful to know that in another 10 years we can still be you know flying up hills and 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 lifting strong in the gym 
Brilliant. Look, thank you very much. So good to have you back on. I, I just love it. And the more I look into it, the more I, I, I work with masters cyclists and get them to think differently about how they age, the more they suddenly realize that actually a lot more is possible than potentially the people around them are thinking. Yeah, so much. And I think if we can educate people to to, to, to realize that we're, we're doing a decent job. Lovely. Look, thanks so much. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. It is super cool to get Chris back on the podcast. I just love his understanding of strength and conditioning and actually putting it in the real world and not being super dogmatic with his thinking. But the one thing we're both agreed on is that strength training is not just about building your strength and your power and how it makes you look. It's how it makes you feel. It's the empowerment that it gives you in your own physical well-being that can last you right up to the latter years of your life. And I, this is one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it, because my thinking used to be this. If I maintain an element of my strength, by the time I'm 80, I'll be able to get out of a chair. But the more I thought about it, the more I realised that actually that's a pretty rubbish goal, because I want to have a really good quality of life as long as I can have it. And I think the more that I look into the understanding of strength, the stronger you are, the healthier you are, the more you can move, the more independent you are. I don't want to just have the strength to get out of a chair. I want to have the strength for as long as I can to be able to climb things, run, lift, push, pull, be independent. And if you're weak, and you don't have much muscle mass, that's not good for your independence, and it's definitely not good for your health. Look at the studies of all the older populations, and the marker of health is how much muscle mass they have. So strength training to me is an absolute must, not just for being fast on your bike, but look, let's face it, do it properly, and it'll make you quick on your bike, and keep you quick on your bike, but it's also about your longevity as a human being. And now who doesn't want that? Riley, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor, give us a bit of a review, maybe share it with people that might get something from this. And if you're watching this on YouTube, again, do me a favor, hit like, and if you've got any questions, stick them in the box below. I'd be delighted to chat to you about them. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back next month.